It can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. You know success when you see it. Or you think you do. The people in the spotlight. But what about those small business masterminds who succeed at making their money work harder? They do that by having a business bank account with QuickBooks Money which now earns 5% annual percentage yield. Making your money work as hard as you do, that's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. Joining us now, I'm pleased to say, is Michael Sonnenschein. He is CEO of Grayscale, not just one of the 11 issuers of one of these spot products. He actually had GBTC converted into this, but really, arguably, what started this all. So, Michael, thank you very much for joining us. If you just look at the language in Gary Gensler's statement about the approval, he specifically points to the Grayscale case and says that changed the circumstances, why he felt it was most the most sustainable path forward to approve the listing and trading of these ETPs. How does it feel? <laughs> well, it is definitely a historic day. I mean, uh, joining you guys live from the floor of the New York Stock Exchange, you know, this is the culmination of 10 years of work. Um, it's a huge thank you at this moment to our investors for being patient, supporting us. A huge thank you to the Grayscale team. Um, looking back on the last couple of years, making the decision to sue our regulator, to have that unanimous victory in court, and to then all of that come to fruition and actually have GBTC uplist on New York Stock Exchange as the world's second largest commodity ETF um, is just such a historic moment and such a milestone. So thrilled, feeling really good today. Second largest commodity ETF and the largest crypto fund already in the world uh, for Bitcoin. How do you go around then, Michael, attracting new assets to this ETF form? What are your conversations with clients look like today? Well, I think what's really exciting about this this day really is that you're now going to have 11 different spot Bitcoin ETFs on the market. And, you know, GBTC has really paved the way for a lot of those other products to come to market. GBTC will be differentiated, though, right? It came to market with $28 billion of assets, tremendous, tremendous liquidity. We're seeing that play out even further today on the New York Stock Exchange. But it won't necessarily be everything to all investors. And so some investors may look for these products that um, are super, super low cost, and that's what's most important to them. To other investors, the fact that GBTC has a 10-year track record, billions of dollars of AUM, that liquidity profile brought to you by a crypto specialist, that'll be some of the differentiators that attract them as well. Mm -hmm. um, but it's a little too early to see how it's all going to play out. Michael, when we look at the Bitcoin price action today, we jumped up to 49000 and we're back down uh, barely above 46000 now. Coming into today, a lot of investors were concerned about potential selling pressure out of GBTC. What are you experiencing? in terms well, of flows. Yeah, well, last time I checked, GBTC was one of the only ETFs that was positive on the day, right? And so we had a really successful and smooth uplisting uh, to NYSC ARCA. Uh, last I checked, the notional trading volume had already eclipsed well above a uh, billion and a half dollars notionally today. So the volumes have been really, really strong. Well, obviously, that's for GPTC. 
FTC, which has taken up so much attention for this very reason about uh, your attempts to convert it to the spot Bitcoin ETF, what it would mean for everyone else. But to go back to what we were just hearing from Commissioner Peirce, this approval was very narrow, very specific to these Bitcoin products. Grayscale has plenty of other products out there. You've got an Ether Trust, Litecoin, Solana as well, I believe. Are you going to pick a fight with the SEC about <laughs> any of those, try to make any of those spot ETFs, Michael? Well, I think you guys know our business model pretty well, and we're pretty transparent about it. We do have a family of 17 different digital asset products that are each at one stage of a very prescribed four-phase life cycle. GBTC is the first of those products to get to stage four to uplist as a spot Bitcoin ETF. Uh, last year, we already filed to uplist our Ethereum product, the Grayscale Ethereum Trust, to a spot Ethereum ETF. Um, and we really believe that GBTC can really pave the way for the rest of that product family to continue along that four-phase life cycle. And ultimately, you'll see from the Grayscale family, an entire suite of digital asset or crypto-focused ETFs. Wait, so if you want to see an Ethereum ETF, for example, how soon do you think something like that could happen? To Kaylee's point, uh, the <laughs> SEC was also very clear that this was just an approval for Bitcoin-related ETPs and did sure. not, in fact, they were kind of critical about the crypto industry in their <laughs> statement. Well, you know, I do think one of the things that we have to look at and how we got to this historic outcome was the fact that the SEC was treating the Bitcoin futures-based products differently than the Bitcoin spot-based products like GBTC. Uh, you know, the fact that, you know, we now have that, you know, similar situation with Ethereum futures-based ETFs, but not Ethereum spot, may pretend that we may have similar arguments that surround the up eventual uplisting or approval of spot Ethereum products in the market. Um, we do have a market of significant size uh, on the CME for Ethereum. And I think that's a really important point and another really important validation for how crypto as an asset class is here to stay. Now, I'm curious about the fee structure, Michael. You know, I ask you about this every time. It has been the biggest question in town when it comes to Grayscale and GBTC. Was the calculus that you'd rather keep the fee at 1.5% and even face potential outflows because of it with others competing on fees rather than try to compete in the rates to zero for ETF? ETFs here. Well, I think for us, first of all, like I've always told you, Sonali, it's always going to be that we were going to reduce fees, and we made good on that commitment. We reduced fees by 25%. Other issuers coming into the market with no assets, no trading volumes, no base of investors, um, we're really starting coming out of the gate offering incentives to get investors into their funds. I do think GBTC, like we've seen in other ETF categories, um, is really that, that specialist, that first to market with the AUM with the trading volume, with the track record, that does command a higher fee. And I think we're now seeing that now for spot Bitcoin products, the way we've seen it in other parts of the ETF ecosystem. And I think this is a really important differentiation. You talked about flow volumes earlier. Flows can mean inflows or outflows. What are you seeing in terms of directions either way, net flows at this point in time? I think it's too early to say. Since GBTC has been trading since 2015, we've had investors come into our fund and out of our fund every single day, hundreds of thousands of investors across all 50 states. I think the same will be true with GBTC now as an ETF. And finally, Michael, obviously this concludes uh, what had been a long litigation uh, mess that Grayscale, if you will, had to be involved in with the SEC. But there is other litigation I want to ask you about, because obviously Alameda has involved Grayscale in a $4 billion uh, suit, essentially seeking $4 billion in value for Grayscale shareholders. Now that these spot ETF products are approved, how does that change 
that legal issue for you? Sure, yeah, I mean, it's tough to you know comment on ongoing litigation, um, but what I will say is that we have fulfilled um, the promise that we made to investors, which was getting GBTC uplisted as a spot Bitcoin ETF, and that all came true uh, this very morning. Michael, what's next? What does the next couple of days look like to you? Are you running well, around looking for new assets here? Are you planning on cutting your fees once more? Well, I'll tell you, the last few days um, have almost really been a blur. Um, having a lot of conversations with folks like yourselves, um, speaking a lot with our investors, we're hearing an outpouring of support um, from the investment community, really thanking the Grayscale team um, for forging ahead, for doing the tough work uh, to go up against the regulator, knowing that we had sound arguments. Um, and that really has paved the way uh, for the outcome that we've now achieved here today. Grayscale's Michael Sonnenshine, we thank you so much for your time on this historic day. I know a lot of the crypto industry is pointing to you for the reason that this is all happening today. So we'll like to have you back on the next set of ETFs. The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Carter Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at CutterEconomicForum.com.